Do you share our obsession with everything skincare? On the Seasonal Skin Collective podcast, we will do a deep dive into the world of skincare, health, and wellness. My name is Allison, and I am the founder of Seasonal Skin Collective, a seasonal skincare box focused on clean, ethically made products that are tailored to what the skin craves with the arrival of each new season. Join us bi-weekly for tips and tricks from industry experts, inspiring words and advice from brand founders, and guidance on how to maximize your health and wellness from the inside out. Learn something new, discover amazing brands, and get ready for many great skin days ahead. For us at Three Ships, we have a fully searchable ingredient glossary where you can find every ingredient we use, including where it's sourced from and the scientific studies that back that ingredient, as well as which products those ingredients can be found in. So I really think that the shift is um, heading upwards, um, but I think there still is a lot of room to grow. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Seasonal Skin Collective podcast. I am joined today by Connie Lowe, co-founder of Three Ships Beauty. We were lucky enough to work with Three Ships and include them in our previous spring box. And today we are going to talk about simplifying skincare and making it accessible to everyone. Connie, thank you for being here today. Hey, Allison. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited for our conversation. Absolutely. So before we dive right into skincare, tell us about how you and Laura got started with Three Ships. Yeah, so back in, it was 2016, um, I was recently graduated, um, I went to school for business, Laura went to school for chemical engineering, and we actually weren't friends before we started Three Ships, which I think a lot of people are really surprised by, because when they see us now, we're best friends, and we get along really well, and they just always assume that we'd been friends for years before we started the business. But we were actually two complete strangers who just had a really common frustration with the natural beauty market, which was just how expensive and greenwashed natural beauty products were. So I'm sure you're really familiar, Allison, with how expensive plant-based skincare can be. Like we're talking hundreds of dollars for a full skincare routine or even $100 for like a face cream. And being recent university graduates, we just could not afford to fork over that amount of money. And then on the other hand, there were brands that were affordable and within our price point, but they were really just greenwashing or just pretending to be more natural than they really were. So if you think about it, like think about a, a product that has an aloe leaf or an oat leaf on the front of the packaging. But when you look at the ingredients, it's all chemicals and you have no idea what's in there. So those were the two ends of like the market that we kind of felt like we had to shop from. And so we decided to create our own brand of products that were 100% natural, like actually scientifically backed and effective and best of all, forever under $40 US. So that was how we got started. And the beginning days were very much um, a labor of love. So we put together our savings, which was at the time 4,000 Canadian dollars. Um, and that was what we used to start the business in my apartment kitchen. And also during that time when we were handmaking products, we were working other nine to fives um, just to save up enough money to one day go full time with three ships. So very much um, a period of blood, sweat and tears. Uh, we would hand make products in the evenings and on weekends. And then we'd also go to like farmers markets and trade shows to sell the products on weekends. But yeah, it, it's been a real wild journey. Um, and it's been four years since we started. Oh, wow. It seems like that's the tale of most entrepreneurs is it starts out with the blood, sweat and tears and the late nights and the no free time and <laughs> doing everything from home. Right. So that's that's amazing. Oh, okay. That's a cool story. 
you touched on this a little bit, but um, when you guys got into this, it was the green beauty industry that mm. that showed you that you needed to make a change. Do you see that there's now quite a shift in the way that green beauties advertise? I think that a lot of people are starting to recognize exactly what you and Laura had recognized is that green on a label doesn't necessarily mean green. So do you think that's moving in the right direction? I think it is moving in the right direction, but very slowly. Um, so, for example, there's retailers that will put out clean stamps or, you know, like green badges, um, which I think is uh, a step in the right direction. But I think some retailers that do this, it's really just to capitalize on marketing because they know that so many consumers nowadays are going into stores looking for natural. And so some of the standards that these retailers have are actually quite low. Um, so to give context, like we formulate according to the strictest global guidelines, which are based in the European Union. Um, so for um, their guidelines, you have to avoid a list of 1,400 potential toxins and chemicals to have a personal care product. Whereas if you had to hazard a guess, Allison, like how many ingredients would you say the U.S. FDA bans? It's um, hint. It's very little. <laughs> it's very low. OK, let's say 12. Okay, so it's around there, actually. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. So um, the US FDA only bans 30 ingredients to have a personal care product. And Canada is actually not that much better. Canada only bans 300 ingredients. So it's, it's kind of insane, the difference in standards across different countries. I was really surprised by how much, just looking at the grocery store that is banned in Europe, and same would go for skincare, right? It, the standards are so different. It's really interesting. Yeah, I didn't even realize that their ban list for groceries was that significant. But honestly, I'm not surprised now that you say it, because I just feel like in Europe, things are a lot more regulated and things are a lot safer. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, even when I eat there, like back when travel was a thing, I remember I never had any like stomach issues um, or any sort of like digestive issues. Um, but then when I'm back in Canada, I feel like a lot of things trigger me. So they, they're sure. doing something right. There must be something in the water. <laughs> exactly. You know, and my uh, my cousin and I had traveled to Spain, um, you know, a few years ago. You know, we would eat bread probably at every single meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner and be snacking and all this stuff. But everything there, nothing has preservatives and nothing has toxic ingredients. For the first time in my life, I came back from a vacation actually feeling healthier, rested in better shape like you know, it's just I'm like because wow. of what we're eating and how how good their food is and truly is a completely different world yeah totally we need to get on that level <laughs> yeah I agree yeah the uh, European way of life is is definitely a lot more attractive <laughs> yeah and what's the afternoon naps like siestas we should yeah. we should bring that back to <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that that could be part of Canadian culture as well I agree <laughs> And I think the reason why there's all this like um, I guess like this big discrepancy is that there's no single definition for what constitutes natural. Surprisingly, right? Because even when we started Three Ships, we we're like, there must be a legal definition somewhere. And there isn't. Um, and so natural can mean so many different things to different people. Um, so I do think the clean beauty industry is trending in the right direction. Um, brands are starting to do a lot more education, um, showing consumers what's in their products, you know, telling them why ingredients are good versus bad. Um, for us, at Three Ships, we have a fully searchable ingredient glossary where you can find every ingredient we use, including where it's sourced from and the scientific studies that back that ingredient, as well as which products those ingredients can be found in. So I really think that the shift is um, heading upwards, um, but I think there still is a lot of room to grow. There's still so much fear mongering 
um, in the natural beauty industry. Products are still really, really overpriced. Um, and people are still hiding, you know, some negative ingredients in terms like fragrance. Um, so, but I, I feel pretty optimistic because I think that consumers are starting to empower themselves with more information. And when, you know, when the demand is there um, for more transparency um, with the natural beauty industry, brands have to meet consumers where they are. Yeah, for sure. And, the, and you, yeah, you just touched on that. The transparency now, consumers are becoming very educated. So it's putting a lot of pressure on the brands and the companies to actually smarten up and clean up what is in the product. Because, you know, as consumers, we are starting to recognize, you know, wait, that's not a real skin product. <laughs> that shouldn't go on my skin. Our generation, I think, is getting very good at understanding what is and is not suitable for our skin. Um, so I would like to dive a little bit into uh, the skincare routines. So skincare can get very complicated, as you know, and at Three Ships, uh, you've done a great job at simplifying skincare. So say you only had three products you could add into your day and nighttime routine. What would you suggest for three musts to include into a daytime and a nighttime routine? Yeah, I think that um, to preface Skincare shouldn't be overly complicated. Like, of course, if you want to and you have the time to go ahead and do a 12 step or 20 step skincare routine um, for us, though. And I think many of your listeners, um, you know, we're busy people. We don't have time necessarily to spend like 10, 15 minutes on your skincare routine um, every day. And that's totally fine. So it's really just about the staples. Um, so in terms of three products I'd recommend in the morning, having a good cleanser that's not overly stripping your skin, um, a good moisturizer that's lightweight without clogging your pores, and then always using SPF as a final step. Those would be the three products that I'd recommend for anyone to include in their routine. If they have more time, then they can add in a toner in between the cleanser and the moisturizer. And then if they do have more time, they can add in like a serum or like a water-based um, serum before their moisturizer. So if you were thinking about three ships, um, what this could look like is you could use our Purify Gel Cleanser, or you can use our Refresh Salicylic Acid Cleanser um, and then follow with our Radiance uh, Day Cream, which protects from UV damage, and then add on an SPF. Um, and then for evening, um, apart from cleansing and moisturizing, I think that's a time where most people have a little more time at night um, as opposed to the morning to add in a few extra steps. So if you do have time, that's where I'd recommend adding ingredients like hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, retinol, um, those sorts of ingredients. Your skin will really soak up and especially at night because nighttime is when your skin cells are regenerating. So they'll really, really absorb whatever you're putting on your skin. And then also a hydrating oil to seal everything off. So with three ships, you could use our Dewdrops, Mushroom, Hyaluronic Acid, and Vitamin C Serum. Um, actually just won Self Magazine's Best Hyaluronic Acid Serum Award. Selected from a thousand products, tested for two months by a team of 65 judges, including four dermatologists. So really, really great stuff. Um, and then follow with a moisturizer and a hydrating oil. So you can use one of our oil-based serums. Um, our Glow Jojoba Oil Serum is one of our best sellers, so you can try that out. But honestly, like it's not even just about Three Ships products. With any brand and any product line, those would be the types of products I would recommend. Yeah, it, like you say, most people day to day, your morning routine, you don't have all the time in the world to throw in all the products you want. And 
you know, I'm all about simplified skincare, but I'm also all about overindulging in skincare and taking an hour in the bathroom at night to do my routine just because I can. <laughs> so when you can, definitely do it. It's uh, one of my favorite, I wouldn't say one of, my very favorite form of self-care is to um, really take my time with the skincare routine. And on that note, the green tea antioxidant clay mask has been such a hit in the spring box. And it was one of them, one of the top items that was chosen for add-ons for our summer box. So that was um, that was really cool to see. And I had so much good feedback on it because it really was a great clarifying treatment and using it as a spot treatment. You know, as much as I've always been a skincare fanatic, I still always get surprised when a product really, really works. <laughs> so, you know, I had a big zit coming in and I just dabbed a little bit on and let it sit and I washed off and I'm like, and the redness had just come down so significantly, you know, it didn't get to the point where I wanted to do the bad thing and pick and pop yeah. it, do it. Good for you. I know it's very tempting. <laughs> and I know like, that's the thing. A lot of people are so surprised by how effective natural ingredients can be. Um, but I think that's why, like, that's part of our mission to show people like you don't need to use only clinical or like chemical ingredients to have great skin. Like you don't have to turn to proactive. Uh, obviously, like some people do have more significant skin issues where they do feel like they have to go to a dermatologist. But for I would say like the vast majority of us, we don't necessarily need to go down that route. And I think because nowadays, especially with TikTok, um, we're seeing a lot more like dermatologist recommended um, skincare tips. And I think that a lot of people are starting to become influenced into thinking they need this complicated regime where they have like peels and like chemical exfoliators and all these things like every day. Um, and I just don't think that's necessary. I mean, even with the detox mask, that a product only has like four ingredients in it and it's all natural. It's like green clay, green tea, white clay. It's actually just three ingredients and it works so well. Uh, so I'm really glad that you're a fan of it. And it's a really good product for some self-care, um, especially if more time. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was definitely a hero product and uh, will be staying on my vanity. That's for sure. Since I have stepped away from the harsh chemicals, because I did, I struggled with acne all through high school. And then in my early 20s, I had a really bad bout of um, hormonal acne. And what finally cleared it up for me was stopping all of the chemicals and trying every single new thing on the market that says it's going to get rid of my acne. The only thing I didn't, I didn't go on Accutane because I was just too scared to do that. And then I just stopped using all those chemicals and those harsh ingredients. And I'm like, I'm just going to not do anything to my skin for a couple weeks. I'm going to just like wash it with a baby washcloth and put on like the most gentle moisturizer and just let it chill for a while and calm down and remember what it's actually supposed to do. And then start reintroducing some gentle products. And, you know, and with Seasonal Skin Collective, of course, I'm sampling a ton of different products. However, the products I'm sampling are brands that I've researched and I know that they are clean and ethical and what I'm putting on my skin, I, I have yet to come across something that doesn't agree with my skin because the companies I'm looking at aren't putting that junk in there. So it's it's been very surprising for me because I always was on the, um, you must stick with one program, do not deviate or your skin's going to freak out because that's what mine always did. Um, mm -hmm. But really it was just, I was looking to the wrong ingredients. I, I totally agree. And I think also what some people need to realize is just because your skin reacts a certain way, maybe when you're in high school to something doesn't mean that that will be the case forever. Um, so I think that sometimes people can get scared of trying new things because they're like, oh, what I'm using works like I don't want to switch it up. 
And that's fine. Um, but just know that your skin changes also when you age. Like my skin definitely is not as reactive as it was when I was, you know, in my teens. Um, and I think that's I think skincare is kind of like self-care. I, I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. Um, skincare isn't just about taking care of your skin. It's like taking the time for yourself. And part of that that I find really fun is testing different things on my skin. And I don't know if it's just me because I'm in the skincare industry, but I find it super fun to go to like Sephora or North and pick up a new product and get to know it, like smell it, touch it, like feel it. I don't know. I'm just like skincare obsessed, clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah, myself included. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I've started a business centered around it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, my next question is, um, we, we talked about that there is a lot of um, ingredients that you kind of want to steer clear of um, that are, you know, banned in Canada. But is there any ingredients that you would avoid for sensitive skin that would be clear if you looked at a label? Is there something that we could always avoid? Yeah, so I think that in terms of ingredients we could avoid, um, anything that's comedogenic, so that means anything that clogs your pores, I would try to avoid those. Um, so this is a good example of how natural doesn't necessarily mean better. Um, for example, if you were to put on like a face oil that's made with natural plants, but it is comedogenic, um, then that would probably make you break out. One example of this would be pure coconut oil. So coconut oil has really, really great benefits, but for some people, it can be, um, uh, it can lead to breakouts because it is, is comedogenic. So for our cleansing oils that use coconut oil, we use fractionated coconut oil. Um, so pretty much this means the long chain fatty acids have been removed, so it doesn't clog your pores. So that would be one type of ingredient that I recommend avoiding, even if it is hydrating, it could be contributing to breakouts. And then other ingredients would be anything that's super harsh, like maybe like drying alcohols um, or really harsh uh, exfoliators. Um, I think many of us have used a certain apricot uh, scrub. Yes. Um, back Everyone over. had it. <laughs> and now like when I see it, I'm just like, I cannot believe I put that on my face. Like I think that would be great to use like on your feet or like elbows yeah. or something, but not on your like really delicate face. So I would say anything that's super harsh. And the thing is like, I think many of us like skincare to uh, skincare products that make you feel something because mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you're, you're getting results. Um, yes. And I think that's why certain products like that one, we're so popular because yeah, like right after you used it, your skin is raw, like <laughs> feel a lot softer. Um, but then how your skin reacts the days after probably not so great. Um, so I would just say anything that's super harsh and anything that clogs your pores. Um, with any sort of ingredient, when your listeners are testing different products, I always recommend testing one new product at a time. So you're not introducing like three or five different um, products all at once because then if your skin reacts, you're able to pinpoint exactly which um, Product it was that caused you to have a flare up. Um, so that's why I recommend just keep it simple, go slow, um, and then see how you feel. And that is the thing too, right? It's just slow and steady because when you are trying, especially if you're trying to correct, like say you're having a breakout and you're like, okay, what can I do to fix this? And then you go down that rabbit hole of, okay, try this, 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 and this, and then you can't tell what's helping and what's making it worse. So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely take it slow. That's good advice. And uh, what is uh, next for Three Ships? Do you guys have anything on the horizon? You mentioned that you're looking at bringing out an SPF, which is very exciting. I'm an, I'm an SPF freak, and I'm glad that I am. This is a good quality, I know. However, I'm like, I want to test every facial SPF out there because they're all so different, and I'm just 
I just love them. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm really excited for our SPF to launch. It's not going to be anytime soon because um, we just want to make sure that when we do launch it, it's going to be like the perfect formula. So it does take some time um, to give some context. Products for us take like around eight months to even over a year to develop, which is a lot longer than most brands because we go through so many rounds of testing, including sending the products actually to a group of three ships customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why things take a little longer. But in terms of what's next, um, we do have some very exciting products launching later this year, um, including uh, a very... Uh, great moisturizer. I can't really say too much more, but there there are a lot of good products coming out. Okay. We're also launching um, more acne products, um, a few more kits. Um, and then moving forward past this year, we're, we're looking to expand into body care, hair care, and potentially cosmetics as well. Our dream is to be the go-to natural beauty brand um, for all women looking to transition to natural beauty. Um, so not just staying within skincare. Um, and then in terms of what's next, like internally, um, you know, this time last year, so like June of 2020, it was just myself and my co-founder on the team. And um, so now we have nine full-time, um, really incredible women on our team and then four interns who are also rock stars. So it's just been a really great time of growth for us. And yeah, it's, it's been really great even during COVID. So I'm really blessed um, to have so many people supporting us. Um, And then in terms of next steps for retail, we're really looking to expand into more um, larger beauty retailers um, Mm -hmm. and also expand across some more brick and mortars, um, even mom and pop shops. So if your listeners do have any recommendations for their favorite local natural beauty stores, um, they can maybe DM us (laughs) at Three Ships Beauty um, and just give their recommendations because we're always looking to better serve our community. And we know that sometimes people prefer to be able to experience a product in person before purchasing online. So yeah, we're always looking for good retail partners. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys have built such an amazing culture around your brand and you guys really do roll out incredible products. Um, but that is all the time we have for today. So, Connie, thanks so much for being here. And I'm looking forward to continuing to watch the company grow and look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to tune in. And that is it for our show today. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time on the Seasonal Skin Collective podcast.